Howdy, y'all. How about some country music? This interview features my good friend Tim Williams and his bandmates from Analog, John Finch and Marvin Cardona. Back in episode 21 of the Dogger Muddy Music Podcast, Tim talked with us about the blues and took us through some classic blues solos. If you haven't listened, go back and check it out. After that interview session, we agreed to do a show focused on country music. So Tim pulled the analog team together, and here we are. I want to thank Tim, John, and Marvin on their patience. We recorded this show on country music several months ago. With all the different music cuts we have in this show, there was a fair amount of splicing and editing work on my part. I sincerely apologize to you all that it took me a while to pull this together. On a sad note, a couple weeks back, our Chocolate Lab Rescue, my show co-host and musical bud and muse, Muddy Waters Fenn, passed away. Muddy had been struggling for a while. The brown recluse spider bite that he got two years ago really messed up his nervous system. And the last few months were very tough for he and the family. Muddy will always be my man's best friend and my co-host in spirit. Here's to you, Muddy. Amy? This is the Dogger and Muddy Music Show. Listen up. It's all about the music. Let's check in on the artists, songs, and people behind the scenes. Are you listening? We're out of control already. I've got three characters in front of me. I've got my good friend Tim Williams in front of me. He's going to introduce his partners in crime here in a little bit. Hey, how you doing? If you, if you remember, uh, a couple months back, Tim and I did a show, and we focused on the blues. So this time, Tim and I, we're going to focus on outlaw country. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about four songs. We're going to uh, the, the, the band is analog. And we are. That's right. So let me turn over to Tim to introduce his group, and then we'll start working through the songs in the history of outlaw country. Well, thanks, Doug. It's great to be back tonight, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, analog recently and playing in a lot of different venues and gigs and folks look look out for us it'll be a whole lot of fun to come out and see us we hope to see you outlaw country is something that we don't do a whole lot of in our band but we have done a lot of it except for marvin who's done a lot of salsa in puerto rico (laughs) 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 but it was country (laughs) see they play in puerto rico they play both kinds of music country and western so (laughs) okay (laughs) we're stuck Okay, but we we do want to go back a few years, kind of like we did in the blues interview. Right. Uh, go back to some of the origins, and um, uh, it, this is a, a whole lot of fun because this genre uh, really started a long time ago, before Nashville was built. Again, you know, we talked back then about people going to roadhouses right. and playing wherever they could. There's a lot more gospel, uh, well, I shouldn't say a whole lot more gospel, but gospel is also a part of it. Uh, when we do a different show in the future, we'll talk a little bit more about folk and Americana. But country and western is a great genre, uh, primarily from the South again, and it grew from there. I'll take you even. I'll put out some artists for y'all to think about, uh, and I'm going to start off with uh, Mama Maybell Carter. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, Mama Maybell was, uh, of course, uh, mother-in-law to Johnny Cash, and. Uh, 
certainly had a big influence on everybody who ever played country music and into the outlaw music. From her uh, and her influence, which was part Appalachian and part country, uh, really pushed uh, the country and Western genre all throughout the country. Uh, it really it blossomed in Nashville, of course, in the Ryman Auditorium. Right. Yeah, yeah, in, in Music Row there in Nashville. But Outlaw was a revolution. It was a rebellion from the establishment that was Nashville. And uh, Nashville was the big record companies. And uh, what uh, the Outlaws, especially Waylon Jennings, was the first one who said, nope. I want to produce my own songs my way. I want to record them with my people, my band. Um, much like Ray Charles did in L.A. when he was recording uh, with his guys. So it was really a big rebellion coming from and, again, out uh, away from the establishment. And interestingly enough, it pushed people in the music to Texas and to Muscle Shoals, and, and to a lot of other places that were not the center of uh, the country and western established music there in Nashville. One of my surprises in doing research on this was that Chet Atkins was one of the establishment guys. Yes, he was. He, he, he had all these stipulations. Well, he, he really got, uh, interestingly enough, he did. According there in Nashville... He, he was a big producer. Everly Brothers was produced by him. But the American uh, country music uh, uh, genre was huge. I mean, but it was, you know, it was wrapped up by a lot of uh, particular established people there in Nashville. Right, right. Uh, but uh, once they started taking it out, Waylon Jennings was the first. Of course, our uh, local outlaw country music king, which would be Willie Nelson down in Austin, actually brought it down to Texas. Uh, but you had him, you had Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash. You had, and interestingly enough, as I read and researched up on this thing, uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys were considered to be outlaw country. And so yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, in a, way, in a sense, yeah, they were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. They were away from that established uh, recording studios and music studios that happened, again, back in, Tennessee, back in Nashville. Yeah, in fact, uh, when Bob finally got recognized by the country music organization, he was kind of shocked. He never thought they'd recognize him. Yeah, yeah, and which is amazing because that was one heck of a band. Oh, uh, fascinating. And, and musicians and songs, and they perpetuated all of the uh, types of outlaw music that we hear today. Uh, it's interesting, Lyle Lovett and his big, uh, large band, I think it is, uh, that's kind of a... A mirror image, uh, except for the vocals, obviously. Right, right. But uh, of what Bob Wills was doing ba back then. Yeah, and George Strait kind of does some of that. And obviously, our good buddy Ray Benson. You know, he oh, definitely yeah. he definitely carries it on. With oh, his, he does with, with a sleep at the wheel. Yes, he did. And, and there um, again, uh, another mirror image of what Bob Wills was doing. Right. Love to hear that music. Love to hear those musicians. They are just absolutely uh, they're they're a step above. They raised the bar for all of us. So. Yeah. They're a whole lot of fun. Outlaw country has really moved in these days, and I'm going to throw out some names. This is, folks, this is for your debate. It really is. Chris Stapleton, which you're going to hear us play a little bit later on, is definitely outlaw. 
Miranda Lambert, who yeah, I would consider yes, yeah, yes. yeah. It's just her style of writing and her lyrics is about the rougher lot side of life. Yeah, and when you're talking about outlaw country, it's not about the tearjerker and the heartbreak. It's more about the real hard blue collar living, right? You know, and that's what those. Uh, and lyrics are all about uh, the the playing's a little bit more twangy, and the guitars are a little bit louder, and the dope was a little bit smoker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that uh, when you're looking at all of this, yeah, Waylon and Willie started it all. Chris Christopherson, of course, Johnny Cash, and they became the four high women. Yep, and that was a super group. We love to listen to all of those things, but we don't think about how hard it was for these artists to get from off of the Nashville, because Willie was entrenched in the Nashville. He was yeah. riding for them. Patsy Cline, another outlaw as far as I'm concerned, right. uh, was doing his songs. And so, you know, those types of things were going on, but they didn't. they emanated still out of Nashville. That's where it was stuck. And they came to Texas and it took off. It yeah. did. It did. Yeah. Uh, you know, Willie led the, the march on that. Waylon was right on with him. Anybody here been to Lukenbach, Texas? Oh, yeah. yeah. A little hole in the, hole in the I don't know, even know if it's a wall there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of fun to, to see that. And, and you go to Lukenbach, Texas, and you'll see a bunch of guys just sitting around with a crowd around them. Just, just Just playing and singing away, and, and it's a lot of fun. Playing some dominoes maybe in the corner while the guy while the artists are up to, up front playing. Yeah, can't wait to take my grandkids there and have them sit on the bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get their picture taken. So it's a rougher side of life. It was more of it was reflecting the types of things that again workers uh, across the country could really identify with. Right. In and, a sense, similar to the blues. Right. You know, the blacks, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and what is important about that is, is that those people didn't have a voice. They didn't have somebody talking for them. They didn't have anybody singing their story. And that's what the outlaw country uh, genre is doing. Yeah. More so than a rhinestone suit standing up there and singing you know every, everybody eventually moved away from that even dolly parton got to be more pure uh, away right. from a kind of a hollywood type of look and feel and, pro- and production on theirs which song are we going to focus on first this will be uh merle haggard's mama tried, mama tried yeah. we're going to feature john on this Mr. Marvin, we call him Marvelous. Marvelous is going to be playing the lead guitar. All right, so let's hear the song, and then we'll come back and chat about it a little bit. Cool. First thing I remember knowing Was a lonesome whistle blowing And a young man's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town Not knowing where I'm bound No one could steer me right But Mama tried One and only rebel child From a family meek and mild Mama seemed to know what lay in store But despite all my Sunday learning Toward the bird I kept on turning My Mama couldn't hold me 
So very hard to fill his shoes Working hours without rest Wanted me to have the best She tried to raise me right But I refused I turned 21 in prison Doing life without parole No one could steer me right But mama tried, mama tried Mama tried to raise me better Cause mama tried That leaves only me to blame Cause mama tried Yeah, absolutely, yes Alright, that was Mama Tried by Merle Haggard uh, Marvin, you can you add something to how you tracked down this song or the th- your thoughts on how this came to you? Yes, first time I heard the song was uh, through uh, researching Telecaster players. I'm kind of fascinated with everything telewise. I uh, came across uh, the name uh, Roy Nichols, who was the Telecaster player, the lead player for uh, Merle Haggard. There's a local guy in Garland that was uh, selling this course on the methods of uh, Roy Nichols. Really? Yes. Uh, Terry Downs was his name. Uh, there's a big Telecaster forum out, out there, and he was part of that forum. That's how I came across his name. So I ordered it, and uh, here comes this book, and here comes this song, Mama Tried, Merle Haggard, right? And I was just fascinated with the with the lead part, you know. This is pure teletone yeah. on it. That's how I came across the song. Loud and twangy. Yes, mm-hmm. loud and twangy. Yeah. Last week, last week I mentioned to y'all that I saw the birds on Friday night down at the Majestic, and Ooh. yeah, and Marty Stewart. Uh, first several songs he played was with a telly, and it was just, it just, it was just gorgeous oh, yeah. in that environment with that you know oh, yeah, co- country rock, you know yes. that the birds were doing, and then Marty Stewart and his band took a whole lead during one session, and it was it was wonderful. Yep. John, did you have something to add on this song? Just that back in many years ago, I had a country western band in San Antonio called Blaze, and we sang this song three or 4,000 times, I think, over the years. It was, always, it was always in our set, no matter what we were doing, whether it was Brooks and Dunn or whatever, we always came back to some songs like this, and this was one of our, was one of our favorites back then. Yeah. You never got tired of it? Well, I, was, I, heart, I hated it. <laughs> I was sick of it. <laughs> but people liked it. So that's right. People, that's, that's, that's who right. counts. That's, that's right. who counts. All right. So now we're going to jump, I guess it's a little bit forward in time, right? A little bit, yeah, just a few years. We're going to do something that was written by Chris Christofferson, part of that uh, super highwayman genre. Chris is <laughs> a boozer, a smoker, an all-night toker. Johnny Cash got a hold of this song, and it's called Sunday Morning Coming Down. All right, so let's listen in. Well, I woke 
Sunday morning With no way to hold my head That didn't hurt And the beer I had for breakfast Wasn't bad So I had one more For the surf Then I fumbled through my closet For my clothes Then I wash my face and comb my hair Stumble down the stairs to meet the day Well I smoked my brains the night before With cigarettes and songs that That he was sticking And I crossed an empty street And caught the Sunday smell Of someone frying chicken And it took me Wishing Lord that I 
an uplifting song <laughs> <laughs> yes we like it <laughs> well interestingly enough of course june, june carter cash was uh johnny's wife and she kind of guided him through his hard times of getting off of uh, a lot of uh, medications of medicating himself and and for the better yeah well yeah. documented in the movie yeah. Well, oh yeah you know we have to give a shout out to jesse coulter and to Rita Coolidge, and to a bunch of other outlaw country women out there who had in their own right. Emmy Lou Harris. Yeah, big oh time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, we love them. So, absolutely want to give them a shout-out as well. But now, people start heading west from Nashville, and things start changing with uh, kind of the lead dog in the head wagon was a guy named Willie Nelson, right? Yes, the redheaded stranger, and... He really brought down to Texas, brought it down to Austin, helping make Austin the live music capital of the world. Yes. And we love it. And we hope to, you know, we have been capitalizing off of that in Dallas for a long, long time. But the Texas music scene was really brought down here. Of course, the 4th of July festivals right. that right. Willie would do the picnics. He would bring everybody and so what we found then was a bunch of people that were doing the outlaw country along with Willie. He influenced them. I mean, one of my favorite all-time musicians is Leon Russell. And Leon was his keyboard player and his bass player, and if he needed a guitar player. And uh, Leon, uh, right up there, and was part of the wrecking crew out in L.A., and Leon had a, a fantastic career on his own. Yeah, he actually put out a wonderful outlaw country album on his own. When he but, built, and he built that crew up in Tulsa, right? Yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. Yeah. It's important to say how widespread Willie Nelson's influence was. And Waylon's and Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash. I keep coming back to those four key players. They aren't the only ones, obviously, but they were the most successful yes. out, of, out of all of the uh, outlaws, yeah. especially early in the 70s and getting into the 80s. So, guys, you want to go 
on the road again. Let's sing another song. <laughs> Here we go, on the road again. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on that road again. Life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on that road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. I can't wait to get on that road again On the road again Like a band of gypsies We go down the highway We're the best of friends Insisting that the world Keep turning on was great i love johnny i loved watching johnny cash when i was teenager with his tv show you know he'd have and he'd bring over guests from england like i remember eric clapton was on there once and several other great artists it was really cool and the smothers brothers yes yes that's right then the smothers brothers all right we're gonna bring it home with a song called tennessee whiskey marvin can you tell us how you got uh, relatively connected to this song? Well, this song, one of my guitar students walks in one day says, I want to learn this song, Tennessee Whiskey. Uh, I had no idea what he was talking about. So I started looking, researching the song. The first version I came out was, I think, the original version, George Jones, which is nothing like what he had in mind. He, what he was referring to was the Chris Stapleton version of the song right which came which out i think about two years ago two years ago yes yeah. two years about two years ago it, which is totally different from what george jones does i love what george jones does but the chris staples tone has this bluesy thing to it uh i fell in love with the song so i brought it up to the guys to try to to put it together uh that's how we came across the song prior to that i didn't even know who chris stapleton was so you know that's right <laughs> So now, and John, you saw him in per- perform, right? Yeah, I saw him at the Eagles concert over there at the Cowboy Stadium. And 
To be honest with you, it didn't sound very good. Everyone loved it, but the but the sound system was not very good for him for that night. Yeah, the guy running the board didn't quite know what he was doing for him. You could hear the bass and the kick real well. (laughs) String him up. Yeah, that's right. But um, everyone went nuts for him, though. He was very, very popular there. Right. And who who wrote Tennessee Whiskey? George Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Another Texan. Another Texan going back several years, you know, outlaw music. Nashville didn't know what to do with it. But uh, he was certainly popular, and he certainly uh, stayed in the country music eye for a long, long time. I love it. I love it. I want to make a uh, a real quick point about this uh, because uh, John brought up seeing the Eagles. And to my taste, when the Eagles first started, they were more of a country rock band. They were they were doing the outlaw genre before uh, Joe Walsh came along. <laughs> Pure outlaw. Pure outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> if the Eagles did it, they put their stamp of approval on it. And like we mentioned a little earlier, predecessor to them was the birds. To me, it was it was country, it was oh, country yeah. rock, right? Yeah, yeah. And and you can actually even go to Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and and a lot of influences of people, the band. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, Very you know, who were, you know, it put into the rock genre because of the way they look. But Levon Helm definitely brought, you know, oh, with yeah. his voice, he definitely brought country in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was emerging. It's really interesting. Last time we talked uh, about the blues, we talked about the Almond Brothers, but uh, Dickie Betts has a country sound. He That's is true. definitely You're an right. outlaw country person, right? And, and a musician, guitarist, and composer. So it's it's spread out all over the place. I love it. Yeah. All right. So here we go with Tennessee whiskey, the analog version of a George Jones song. Sung kind of close to Chris Stapleton. Yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah, it <laughs> makes sense to me. Here we go. Oh, very wild. 
Well, Marvin, uh, John, Tim, thank you so much for being here. This has been great and playing, listening to the music. It, uh, the acoustics in here were pretty darn good. Worked not, really good. Not bad for a fourth bedroom, huh? <laughs> not bad for a fourth <laughs> With bedroom. With a brick wall in it. That's right. Yeah. As we go towards closing the show out, uh, Tim, why don't you give some closing comments or your thoughts on Outlaw Country? Well, you know, everybody keeps saying that it had its heyday in the 70s and and bled over into the 80s, but uh, I don't think it ever ever went away. I think it changed country music. You've got in country music, you've got a big, wide selection. It's not just country and western. It is a huge genre from Carrie Underwood to Keith Urban to you know a lot of other people. Brad plays Paisley. They're at least bringing the look of the outlaw country. Uh, into the mainstream and i think that that that's the big deal outlaw country was a breakaway from the establishment a breakaway from the mainstream and it was more about the things that quite honestly let's let's be honest hippies back in the 70s uh were bringing to the forefront and personal freedoms those types of things influenced outlaw country to where those artists again waylon willie johnny cash they started embracing that. When you see the movie about Johnny Cash, who does he idolize? Bob Dylan. I mean, yeah, yeah really. And so, and what he was looking for was an outlet of 
not being hemmed in as an artist, not being hemmed in as a human being, but moving beyond that. And that's what I think Outlaw Country has done for us. Yeah. One group that we, we left out some people that, to me, are a branch out from the Outlaw Countries, and that's the... The guys who write awesome have moved forward with awesome lyrics. So yeah. Guy Clark. Yeah, oh yeah. Towns Van Zant. Oh yeah. yeah. Rodney, Rodney Crowell. Robert Earl Keane. Yes, Robert yes. Earl Keane talking about his his car burning at the first Fourth of July picnic. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Earle, who yeah. I love, who yeah. I love. Yeah. And then and, and there and then here here comes uh, Emmy Lou again with them. Emmy Lou comes barreling through. And who, what's that song that you sing in your band? Redneck mother. Oh, redneck mother. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I've been told we shouldn't sing. That's not politically correct anymore. We shouldn't sing that anymore. But yes. So a lot of influences. Still out there. Still yeah. Out there. And there's, you know, like you said, Chris Stapleton. But I mean, these Steve Earle's still there. Rodney Crowell's doing great. Miranda Yes, Lambert. Miranda Lambert. Absolutely. There, I think this is going, the story of uh, outlaw country is carrying forward maybe a little better than the blues to a certain extent right now. But it's good stuff. Well, Tim, John, Marvin, thank you so much. It's been great. Pleasure. And we will see you again down the road. Thank you very much. You got it. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was fun, exploring the world of country music with Tim, John, and Marvin. I went back through my memory banks and thought of several other outlaw country artists that you need to put on your playlist. Gary P. Nunn, London Homesick Blues, Billy Joe Shaver, one of my favorites is Lucinda Williams, Does She Have Heart? Jerry Jeff Walker, back in the early 70s, everybody owned the album Viva Terlingua. Ray Wiley Hubbard, Michael Martin Murphy put out tons of great albums. The Dixie Chicks definitely had some outlaw music, and unfortunately, some press. Joe Ely, did you ever see Dallas from a DC 9 at night? And much more. Other current artists to check out Sturgill Simpson and Casey Musgraves, who won multiple Grammys earlier this year for her kick ass songs and album. Finally, we mentioned him a lot during the show, but I highly recommend revisiting Johnny Cash's American Recordings, produced by Rick Rubin. Several albums that were recorded in the last couple years of his life. They are invaluable. Thanks again for listening in. It's August, and it's hot outside, not just in Texas, but everywhere. So have a cold one for me, and we'll have another show ready for you in just a few days. The spirit of my partner, Muddy, and I say, until next time, play it loud. For ongoing updates, follow Dogger and Muddy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time, adios. I cannot feel a speak. Punches underwater. Drifting in the open sea. Or is this a dream? I cannot see over Trust is to falter and to taste to receive. Is this a dream?